let's let's do this whole thing again lah. Uh, hello guys, welcome to my podcast. This is my eighth episode. I'm your host Luke. This is talking to a saint. I would like to welcome today uh, award-winning director, a movie called Pirin the Cellar or Let Me Go. You can always watch the movie on uh, their YouTube page called Madman Studios. And welcome, Anna. Hi, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How how have you been, Anna? I'm good, not bad lah. <laughs> With the uh, quarantine lockdown and everything. Oh, this this thing is mad lah, eh? They are saying probably it might be extended until the end of April, it seems. Yeah, I guess so. That's going to happen. Tomorrow he will announce our prime minister. <laughs> yeah, but the, the thing which I've started noticing is, eh, that there's a lot more cars than it actually started, though. <laughs> yes, uh, actually today I went out to buy some groceries. It's like a normal day in Penang, like nothing yeah. changed. <laughs> yeah, usually when I'm going to work, the roadblocks and all, there's not a lot of cars. But today, I was stuck in the jam for about an hour, you know, because there's so much cars so, out, out there. Wow, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, Annette, let's talk about your role as a movie director. So, okay. I've known you since we were young and I've always heard that you always wanted to be a movie director. And I always wanted to ask you this question though, but I guess I was too young to actually understand what is movie direction and all. So, Okay, can you explain to me, Anam, how actually you got inspired to be a movie director? Uh, how I got inspired? Okay, well, actually, as, as long as I can remember, I always like telling stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I, when I was in primary school, I remember, you know, having my friends sitting in front of me, a group of them listening to me telling you know, all kinds of stories, you know, eight, nine, ten years old, uh-huh. silly stories, but they were actually <laughs> sitting down and listening to me, you know, okay. before the teacher came in, when the teacher comes in, you know, we stop, okay, continue later, then recess time, continue again, <laughs> and yeah, it was, when I think about it now, it's very weird, but I you know I enjoy doing that and they enjoy listening to me, so uh, as I grew older, and then uh, I remember when I was 14, 15 years old, I started writing, writing stories. Okay. Uh, writing my books and then I even did comics and everything. I mean, horrible art, but still, uh-huh. you know, I try to create stories on paper. Okay. And uh, I've always loved watching movies. I, I, I'm obsessed, even before when I was, uh, you know, a schoolboy, obsessed with watching movies and TV. Uh, so I guess it was, uh, how to say, a natural transition for me uh, as a storyteller, you know, from from oral storytelling, they went to, from to writing and then to movie making now. So that, that's the process for me, how, I, how I, I, I started in this field. Has there been any stories that you have written when you were young that actually you produced it currently? Uh, when I was young, uh, my first ever script, I think I wrote it when I was 18, 18 years old. That was the... The, the first script that I ever wrote, which okay. is uh, which is actually Pirin Silva. Oh, Pirin okay. Silva is actually yeah, the first script that I ever wrote in my life. Script, yeah, I mean script format. Before that, it was just normal, you know, stories, uh, uh-huh. essay kind of uh, format. Okay. But script-wise, that was the first one. I always yeah. wanted to ask, Anna, how does a person actually, like, let's say you write a story, right? How do you actually okay. convert that into a movie? Okay, the... Process is actually uh, you know huge long process, uh, especially for independent filmmakers like like me. Mm-hmm. We have a small team. We don't have a lot of budget. 
So if you want to ask how it starts from an idea to, to the, the final product, mm-hmm. um, we, we, we have three stages. We have pre-production and then uh, production and then post-production. So okay. it starts with an idea, right? Like you say, we, we have an idea. Mm-hmm. But the idea is really something very simple. It's it's just like uh, one two sentence. And a movie, if for example, if you take Paite Karen, okay, it's uh, it's almost one and a half hours. Yeah. So uh, in script format, one page equals to one minute. That's just the industry standard lah. Like one page of script, we consider as one minute of the movie. Oh, okay. So you have to come up. Yeah. So you have to come up with eighty to ninety pages of script. Beginning with that two sentences of uh, idea, so that's already a, a, a very difficult process. So one minute because one because when one, you have an idea, uh-huh. <laughs> you, you you cannot just use the idea and say hey let's make a movie with that you know the no head no tail we don't know what's going on, so there needs to be a, a process to follow lah that was going to happen first things can see going to happen until the end so we need a script for that. So once you've written a script, so what's the next after that? Okay, so once you've written the script and writing the script itself is going to take very long. It's a very difficult, tedious task. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after we finish writing a script, we need to find out what kind of uh, expenditure, what is the finance, how much are we going to need, what is the budget, basically the, the word is budget. Okay. So what will our budget be? And once we have determined the budget, then we need to start looking. So once uh, we have a team, then a lot of things go uh, happen during pre-production. There's uh, location scout. You need to go find for location where we're going to shoot this scene, where we're going to shoot that scene. Uh, and then we need to, how to say, like I said, look for actors. Okay. To, sometimes there's an audition process. Okay. You, know, you need to see if, if the, the actor can, uh, you know, suit the role well, if they can perform well. Uh, there's storyboarding. What is storyboarding actually? Storyboarding is when you when you watch a movie, a scene, uh-huh. a shot, or whatever that you that you watch. A lot of uh, directors or filmmakers they like to do storyboarding to prepare for that. Like maybe before I uh, I go to the set to before I shoot a scene, I like okay. to prepare a storyboard. That means I know uh, the camera should be where, how should the camera be facing, what should be in front of the camera. Oh. I, I I like to go prepare. I don't okay. want to go to the on the set uh, on the day of the shoot. I I thinking ah how to do this, how to do that. And I have a storyboard. I know on paper I can visually see what I want. So I just tell the cameraman, and then we can just set up the camera and the actors uh, accordingly. Okay. Yeah, that's storyboarding lah. Okay. Uh, so this is pre-production, and then production is uh, the day of the shoot. Okay. So everyone gathers uh, at the location, then we shoot the scenes and everything. And this will take days, weeks, or maybe months, depending on the project. And after that, uh, we will have the post-production. Post-production okay. is uh, editing. Okay. So you have shot all the scenes during production. So you need to cut and paste, lah, put them together to make a, uh, how do you say? Uh, a sensible line, a, uh, a story. Yeah, a sensible line, yes. Story, okay. yes. People watch, they know what's going on. Uh-huh. And then uh, you need to add music. And in many cases, like for example, in all of my, all of my projects, uh-huh. we need to do voice re-recording. Except for my first quite few projects, Fight the Current uh-huh. was uh, all direct recording, live recording. Okay. 
Yeah, so but for my recent projects, we have to do uh, voice recording so that people can hear the dialogues clearly and everything. Ah, I see. Okay. So like, for example, yeah. like Porway and all is re-recorded. Payanam should be a re-recorded movie yes. as well. Yes, starting from Porway, everything else from Porway until now, all the projects, all the actors, they re-record their voices. What is the hardest thing about actually shooting a movie? Uh, the hardest thing about shooting a movie, uh, I actually there are many aspects, but uh, for you, if you're asking about me, for me personally, um, it's about getting the perfect shot. It's for framing. Uh, actually, two things. One is uh, framing and also blocking. When I say framing, what I mean is, uh, what do I, for every shot, what do I want to show the viewers on screen and how should it be? Do you, you, you understand what I mean? Yeah, 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 I get it. You're trying to convey what's in your head so that the audience can see what are you trying to visualize in your head shown on the screen as well. Yes, exactly. So for example, if let's say a boy and a girl are talking, uh, how, how do I want to show that in that shot, in that screen? Like, are they going to be facing each other uh, in the same screen? Uh, or maybe I'm not going to just show the boy's face in the, in the shot. Mm-hmm. Or you know, what's going to be in the background? How is it going to look? So all, all these kind of things. It's very, I'm very obsessed about this thing. I, I, because I, I, I've seen that a lot of uh, young filmmakers nowadays, they like to this point and shoot kind of technique where you, know, you just go to the set, mm-hmm. and okay, you act, I just shoot. There's no two, three angles. It's just one angle, the whole set in yeah, the shot. Yes. Okay. Uh, and, and, and even if it's, if it's uh, various angles, mm-hmm. it's like there's no framing. Like, you know, okay, we finished with this uh, shot. Okay, now I stand behind you. Okay, talk, continue, uh, shoot. And then, you know, there's no, you, how to say, there's no proper framing. Like how many percent of the screen should the face cover? How many percent of the background we, we need to see? I, I'm very obsessed with that. So that's why I, I prefer to do storyboarding before I go to the location to ah. shoot. Okay, it takes okay. a lot of time. Another thing is uh, blocking. Blocking is the movement of the actors. Like when we shoot a scene, maybe the actors need to walk while they talk. Or okay. as, as they are talking to each other, they need to move closer to each other or away from each other. You know, the, the movement of actors during a scene is called blocking. Okay. So, you know, instead of, instead of just having two people, if, if you want to shoot two people talking, okay, you sit there, you sit there, then you talk. There's no blocking there. Like, you know, blocking is having them move around in a scene as they talk or as as the scene is happening. So do you have your cameraman actually rehearse? Okay, they are going to move this way, so you have to move this way? Yes, definitely. This, uh, for all these uh, processes, the cameraman is very important. He needs to know what I want uh, or what the director wants, actually. Okay. Uh, together with the actors. So the director, the actors, and the cameraman, they need to work together to block the scene and to frame a scene. Oh, that's a lot of... Yes. For example, uh-huh. okay, like, like mm-hmm. in the movie Pioneer, I've seen where okay. Sharvin talks, and then it cuts to the yes. girl's angle, and then it cuts to Sharvin. Is yes. it yes. during the cuts, okay, it's a cut and an end, and then you shoot the girl, or is it two, three cameras rolling at the same time? Uh, actually, for Payanam, we the cameraman actually there were there were there were two cameramen, okay. uh, friends. So they suggested because we discussed okay, let's use two cameras, you know, because if we use two cameras, the shooting time will be 
shorter. We, okay. We can save time. Yeah. But but then uh, on the day we realized both cameras were different and then the quality will look uh, different. Okay. We use and then the lighting also. Uh, when we use two cameras, the lighting will be a bit weird and different. So we decided to just shoot uh, using one camera for fire. So, yeah, so it's so, so like it's example cut when, cut. You, when you see the yes, so when you see Sharwin finishing his dialogue, uh -huh. so we cut, then we turn the camera to the girl, and then we do the mystery. Uh, so then she, we do the same thing again. We do the same scene from start to end, but this mm -hmm. time the camera is on the girl. Uh, so yes. let me get this straight if I understand. So Sharwin speaks his dialogue. It's recording Sharwin at this point. Now it yes. turns yes. and then shoots the girl, but Sharwin is speaking his dialogue at the same time as well. But when it comes to the girl, the girl speaks as well. Is that how it is? Yes, exactly. What we do is we shoot the, like for example, the, the dialogue is from A to G, for example. Mm -hmm. First, we point the camera at Sharwin. Mm -hmm. So they play out the scene from A to G. Okay. Then we cut. We point the camera to the girl. We shoot the same scene again, A to G. And we do this because we want to maintain continuity. Because if you, okay, for example, uh, maybe Shavin's dialogue is only A to A to D, and then the girl's dialogue is D to G. Yeah. So we say, okay, Shavin, you just talk A to D. Then later we cut to the girl, uh, uh D to G. You look weird when editing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's that. no continuity. Yeah. I get that. So. Can, can I write a script and give it to you to direct? Yeah. In, I mean, in my experience, uh, yeah. I've directed works that I've written myself. In, for example, if you take Hollywood, this happens all the time. The person who wrote the script and the person who directs the movies two different people a lot of the time. So what if uh, the director and the writer has not, is not on the same page though? How does that work? Like, So the director is given full reign of how he visions it or he has to follow the writer's vision like so so when uh, when a director is given a script like maybe the producer uh, says okay look this is the script and i would like you to direct it uh, it is assumed that the producer you know has faith in the director that he will bring the script's vision to life in the best way possible uh, usually usually the director is given you know you, you do your thing like we, we trust you but sometimes during the pre-production process, where they, they, you know, there'll be meetings like, where between the producer and the director and the writer, they discuss, are they on the same page? Can they share the same vision? If it doesn't work out, sometimes there are creative differences. Mm -hmm. So the director will say, okay, you know what? I, I don't think we can work together. So I'll just back out and you can look for a different director. Ah, I see. Okay. So that's yeah, how it uh, works for, in Hollywood. La. Yeah. But for me also, actually, it happened uh, two times. La. Uh, they, uh, I don't want to say specifically what project and all that. Yeah, sure, sure. But, but uh, you know, people have approached me. They say, uh, I have an idea, I have this kind of story, and I want you to direct it. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, we discuss and everything. I say, yeah, I want to do it this way. And they're like, no, I want to do it this way. So, you know, I feel like if that is how you want to do it, then don't ask me. Uh, uh, so, no, yeah, you, you do it. Uh, it's, it's nothing personal actually, it's all business, creative. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Work. it's just different creative ideas because everybody yes. has a different perspective of so I get that, I get that. Yes. But it, oh. for me, I don't, I don't want to be a prophet. Like, I'm okay with uh, getting feedback. You, you give me ideas, okay, if I like it, then you can use it. But I don't want to be a prophet, like you tell me what to do. That's, uh, that's not how I want to work. Yeah, true, that's I true. get that. Yeah. So let's just say, Lana, like you had an idea, now you're writing a script. 
at a certain point, everybody comes to a mind block. They can't think anything past this particular block. Like, what do you do when... Because from what you're saying, if one minute of screen time takes one page, and if you're shooting a 90-minute yes. movie, <laughs> you're going to yeah. have a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's actually... Uh, I, I always consider myself a writer first, a director second. Okay. Okay. That's how I see myself. Because, I mean, for, at the time thing, like, because, like I said, I, I only direct the project that I write okay. at the moment. So the writing process is oh, how does it very pain pain stopping but it's uh, it's I call it it's a love hate relationship. <laughs> when, it, when when everything is good, you really love it, like oh yeah, I have a lot of ideas, oh yes, so I know what to write. But when you get writer's block, you just wanna yourself in the head like I don't know what to do <laughs> what am I going to do you just want to give up you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and it happened yeah, it happens to me a lot also like at the moment uh, I'm working on a script I'm working on on, on a 10 episode drama actually cool a series yeah it's the first time I'm writing such uh, you know a, a lot of uh, pages and uh-huh. uh, I get writers block every day like I don't know how to move to the next scene I don't know what they're going to say what the characters are going to say, what are the characters going to do. Because yeah, you want to make things interesting, the script not has to be interesting, it can't be boring. Like Because your know, movies always have a very dark turn to it, you know. You are, <laughs> <laughs> you have a very dark mind, but yeah. in the sense, it's like a, like you want to see actually how does the movie end. It like keeps you yeah. there, like just to see, okay, there's, there's something that will happen. Even your movie called The what is this movie where the guy actually uh, asks his friend to come give money for the baby? Yes, Panam Patum Sayum. Yes, Panam Patum Sayum. So that yes. movie, the end, I didn't expect that at all. You know, so it keeps you over there to just continuously keep watching. You know, and yes. and I do agree with you. And then you know the scene where the guy was sitting in the car, and then suddenly the bike pulls up, and the guy just yes. walks. Yes, yes. I tell you, that scene was. Perfect, you know, like perfectly shot. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I I remember that scene uh, the day before. I imagined it. Okay, this is how it's going to be. But at that time, I didn't. It was my it was my second movie, if I'm not mistaken. Oh no, the third one. It was after Paitekaran. So I I wasn't really uh, how to say familiar with storyboarding. But mm-hmm. I kind of imagined it. Okay, this is how this scene is going to be the night before. And then okay. on the day uh, we shot it, and I was like so happy. Yes. This is perfect. So, of course, the only downside is the, the, the picture quality because you use the phone, but besides that, I was just super happy with that. I, I completely agree with you. It was a beautiful scene, perfectly shot. The dialogues yeah. were perfectly <laughs> delivered. I was like, wow. But has there been a time where you visioned something, but then when you shot it and you actually watched it, it was completely different? Actually, uh, for me, in my personal experience, it has been both ways. Like, uh, what I imagined, then what I shot was actually worse. Hence, I imagined something, but what I had, the final product was worse. Oh, but okay. I have also experienced where what I imagined and then what I had in the final product was actually better. Okay. And yeah, and mostly it's, it depends on the <clears throat> situation actually because uh, for independent filmmakers like this, no, we have to, we have no budget and. Mm-hmm. We have to adapt to the situation and the, and the environment. Sometimes we, we plan something, uh, but when we go to the location, something is missing or the lighting is not good. 
or maybe the actors are not having a or they are not in the good mood. Mm. Uh, we for, we forget something, so uh, it, it, it doesn't. Uh, I don't get what I want. But sometimes uh, I didn't. I don't. I didn't really expect something to happen. But then on the scene when we shoot, something like a miracle. Something happens. Like oh wow, this is magic. Okay. I didn't plan this, and it yeah. happened, and I love it. It's okay. dumb luck. We call it, you know. Yeah. 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 So uh, <clears throat> I so one such uh, thing is uh, from Fighter Garen. Okay. The, the the very final scene, the climax scene. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The one that uh, everybody loves <laughs> with the uh, in the house. I don't yeah. know if you remember the scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, the the scene in the house. So we uh-huh. were searching for like the you know abandoned building and all yeah. that. So we went to this place in Bukit Kajam. I can't remember the name of the place. It's somewhere near Kampung Baru. Mm-hmm. So we went there. So we found a, a, a row of houses, all abandoned. They are not mm-hmm. finished. They haven't finished building it. So we went inside a, a house, and all the things that you see in the movie, all the, the, the plastic stuff and and uh, the needles and drugs and stuff, and even the uh, some statues. Everything was there for us. Wait, you mean the doll heads were there? Everything. We Wait, had, what? We had no, <laughs> we had no idea why it was there, but we were like, perfect. Let's let's use this. I honestly thought you you guys actually you know like the whole thing over there. So the only thing you guys brought there was the bag. Ah uh, yes, ah yes, correct. Just the bag, uh, <laughs> the single character. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that that was like so lucky. <laughs> I think they use it for prayers and everything, but uh, kind of. I mean, if 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 there's <laughs> need, if there's needles over there, and eh, I don't think those guys are <laughs> praying or <Yeah>. something. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember after we, I don't know if you remember, but the whole last scene was in one shot. At least we didn't cut. I think oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For, yeah. Lasted for twenty, almost twenty minutes, fifteen minutes, maybe. I can't remember. And after finishing the first cut. And I said, I'm not happy. Let's do it again. So we did the whole thing again, and with the screaming and and everything, uh, the neighbors heard it. They called the police. Oh shit! And <laughs> we <laughs> luckily we escaped before they came. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then uh, and then I got back to the uh, when we were editing. I saw the first card, and I was like, I think the first card is better. And oh, so so you actually used the first card. Yes. <laughs> so, how hard is it, Anna, to to actually like go through this whole uh, scene without actually having a cut at all? So, uh, for Paitia Karan, all of the scenes were, were one one take long scenes uh, because of the format of the movie. And we and another thing about the movie is that we had a script. I had a script like every scene. Okay, this is what's going to happen. This is what uh, the characters are going to talk about. Mm-hmm. But I did not write, write dialogues for anyone. Oh, okay. So everything that was said on screen by any characters were impromptu. I just told them this is what you're going to talk about. You use your own words. Oh, cool. Cause yeah, which you... is why I think which is why I think uh, it it helped with uh, the realism. The uh, who's the guy who actually does the mimicry, eh? Oh, his uh, his name is Kumaran. Ah, Kumaran. There was a point where Kumaran actually at last asked like, uh, "What is happening?" And then you you were like asking yes. like whose voice is this? This is my own voice, man. Yes. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but uh, we were lucky to have him. Like he was actually we pre-planned this thing with him. He was okay. like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to help. And he 
came all the way to help us with that scene. Great, great guy. Paitikara movie, eh? it's since, since all the dialogues are impromptu, if there was something which you didn't like, you actually tell them to cut. Do you mean for Paitikara? For, for Paitikara. For Paitikara, um, uh, actually, no. We, we, even if I was unhappy during the, in the middle of the scene, mm-hmm. I just let it go like, okay, we just, we just do it until the end. Okay. And then I say, let's do it again. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, like uh, the scene with uh, Maren, Dimitriates, mm-hmm. uh-huh. we did it twice actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I wasn't happy the first time, uh-huh. and then uh, the second time we did it again. Like, so, the, so the second time it worked the way I wanted it. So the movie Paitekaran, how long did it actually take you to shoot the whole movie though? To shoot, <clears throat> I can't really remember, but maybe, but not more than two months, I think. I don't Wait, think two months? Uh? Two months, yeah. Whoa! <laughs> because we had to get, you know, because everyone was volunteering, that we uh-huh. weren't paying anyone, so we had to get everyone's free time. Like, okay, when are you free? Let's shoot tomorrow. Oh, not free. Okay, next week, like this. Ah, okay, okay, okay. okay. So we were working and everything. Yeah. So now I I always wanted to ask this question though. How, how did you come up with this? Uh, MeGirls dot com. Oh, <laughs> that is uh, MiGirls dot com. Yeah, yeah. That sorry, uh, MiGirls dot com. <laughs> yes. That uh, I I because I think at that time uh, there was this uh, well I I don't know if I, like, the right word to use popular but they call it 3GP video clips yeah yeah uh, at that time it was uh, 3GP King is, was was the site that I was using those days lah <laughs> 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 uh, uh, you know this kind of uh, hidden camera they spy on girls oh okay. Kind of tapes going on at that time. Okay. I still remember. So I was like, okay, I want to use this this kind of uh, thing in the movie. So oh. and my and my girls is actually I don't know if I mentioned it in the movie. I don't think I did. Uh, it's MalaysianIndianGirls.com. Oh, okay. <laughs> my stands for Malaysian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. No. So in the movie, you just say MI girls. So I was like, okay. Ah, so yes. Okay. So I actually went and searched for MI girls, and the site was for Xiaomi girls. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Too bad. <laughs> so, the movie Paitekaranan, when the brother came, the, the dialogue that he used, like, you know, amigirls.com, and then the guy just got frightened, and then he went away. And then, yes. Uh, yes. And then the next thing, said, actually, yeah, my girlfriend called, and then uh, she said she doesn't have internet. I was like, what? <laughs> so, the thing is, uh, the ending of the movie is something which I don't understand till now. Um, Ganesh is outside of the, Ganesh meaning the madman, is outside of the house. Yes. Okay. So you are standing inside of the house and he's pointing uh-huh. towards you. Okay. The next okay. thing you know, the camera pans around and then you start screaming and then your friend drops down. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, his name was Kumar, right? In, in the movie. And you were yes. Ashok. Yes. Ashok. Yes. So Kumar drops down and Kumar is not breathing and the camera is down there and you ran into an, an, another room right now. So actually, yes. what, what actually happens over there? Uh, okay, before that, what do you think happened? Okay, I always, so I, I get this question a lot and I always ask like, what do you think happened? So for me, it's right now. I just think that it's probably uh, Selva, the brother, came and actually beat your friend and then like, he's trying to kill you right now. Oh, okay, all right. So there have been many theories. Yeah. Uh, like like you said, the the one the theory that you just gave, I've heard a, a lot of people say it. Yeah. Uh, 
some even mentioned the i don't know if you remember the scene before that there was uh, like a chinese guy yeah yeah okay uh, yeah 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 uh, Samuel Wen said oh he's the one who did something oh uh, but i want to mention something about that uh, -huh. uh that guy he was impromptu uh, as well not, yes he oh. wasn't supposed to be in that scene <laughs> okay <laughs> and uh fun fact he uh -huh. was the one who he is he was the drug addict that was staying in the house oh wait what <laughs> <laughs> but luckily we shot we shot this scene after we shot the final uh scene okay yeah so uh talking about the uh, final uh, scene um sorry to say i will not tell you what happened <laughs> okay so i was thinking that you might tell me this <clears throat> the reason i don't want to to say is uh -huh. because at the moment we are seriously planning a part Yes, you should. <laughs> and uh, when I say part two, I don't mean like a movie, but we are planning to make a series. Oh, okay. Is this uh, this so uh, ten part series? Uh, no, the one I'm writing now, no. But okay, uh, hopefully after this. Uh, so I have I have the basic plot, which uh -huh. will uh, answer everyone's question of what happened at the end. Lah. Okay, cool. Please don't uh, spoil it. Because uh, I wanted to suggest to you, like you should make a Paitekaran part two, you know, and I had a small uh -huh. idea to where Akka's son is there. So I was thinking, okay, Akka's son grew up to be a police officer. Now he actually uh, is trying to find for his mama, his uncle right now. So he found these tapes and then he goes through the tapes and then he sees MI girls and then he starts investigating Selva's uh, brother. And they go through this rabbit hole down where they actually uncover a lot of this, you know, this underground uh, pawn rings and all. They go through like a pedophile rings and your mind is a bit dark. <laughs> you can put a dark twist to this as well. Uh, you know what, Lucas, actually you almost got it. Yeah, well, oh, really? <laughs> uh, until up to what he, yeah, the investigation, but not, not uh, that character, not... Uh, it's a diff there are different characters investigating. Okay. But what they so there's investigation going on about their deaths, but uh -huh. what will they find out? That's oh, okay. Thing. I can't wait to watch this right now. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> Hello. Yes. Ken. <laughs> Thank the gods of Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> actually, yes. I was asking you what uh, inspired you to actually write. Uh, in the Selva, because it's a very dark movie with a with a very dark twist. Okay, uh, so um, uh, as I mentioned, uh, it was actually my first ever script. It was the first script that I had ever written, mm -hmm. um, and this was when I was uh, eighteen years old. Mm -hmm. uh, I was eighteen years ago, and uh, I remember I started with a title, and the title was Anywhere But Here. Okay. And the full script was uh, in English. Uh -huh. <clears throat> and uh, I started with two characters, uh, Mark and Anne. <clears throat> the guy was Mark and the girl was Anne. And it just started out as just two people talking, having a conversation. Uh, I had no idea where the story was going. I had no plan. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how it was going to end. Uh, but somehow, where as I was writing, I thought, okay, this is what's going to happen to her, or this is what is going to happen to that. And it just happened. Uh, <clears throat> so the actual uh, script uh, had extra scenes, and the way the ending happened was a bit different. 
uh-huh. uh, but the basic story was that, and uh, I can't remember what inspired me, what uh, gave me that sudden, you know, idea uh-huh. to, to write the ending or to write the story. But and that was the process, <laughs> very boring <laughs> process. But that's what happened. It just like it just happened. <laughs> you have a very dark mind, lad. <laughs> so, uh, has there been any movies that you have written that you thought this is too dark for me to actually like put it out? Uh, okay, so personally, I feel that the subjects that uh, I've written or that I've uh, done uh, in my movies, maybe they are considered dark for others, but I feel that uh, it's not because. Uh, I feel that the world is is already full of uh, darkness and evil, and and the people in general are, you know, uh, I feel that they are they are, although they portray themselves to be good people, uh, saints, uh, or even normal people, but uh, inside everyone has the darkness in them that is just, you know, uh, uh, waiting to come out. So I I feel like no um I think my the 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 topics that I have written or done in my movies uh not for me personally like we should be able to talk about anything no matter how taboo or dark it is because if you think it's like for example in Pasi we talk about cannibalism and some people found it too dark mm-hmm. uh actually one of one of my uh, one of the person that I know after watching the movie, she's like, she messaged me and she's like, uh, I, I'm afraid to talk to you now. Like, Whoa. you have such a weird mind. I'm like, why? I'm just, I'm just a normal guy. I'm just sharing things that are happening in this world. You know, uh, you might think that such, such, such a thing is not happening. Why are you talking about such a thing? But the, the world is big. There are all kinds of people in the world and I'm sure somewhere around the world, cannibalism uh, is happening. I'm sure, I'm sure someone somewhere is eating a human meat right now. Have you watched the movie Platform recently came out? Uh, no, not yet. I wanted to, but I haven't. Oh, you, I, I, I would recommend you to actually watch that movie. Oh, okay. I definitely will check. That's a dark movie in a sense. You will do anything to survive at that point. Yeah, like, like, like I was saying, uh, you know, there, there's so many kinds of people and so many... Uh, bad things, weird things going on, going around, uh, going on around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, that we should be able to talk about these things. We we might disagree about a uh, few things, about many things, but we should be able to talk about it. Like I, I show them on on the screen for you uh, on uh, in my movies, and you watch it. If uh, you know, we can have a discussion about it. Like maybe you can ask me why why you chose such a theme or something like that, and I can explain to you. It's no problem. What actually brought you to this Pasi movie? Like, actually, this was uh, an in-between project. What I mean by in-between project is uh, we were working on Pirindu Salava actually, mm-hmm. and uh, while we were, were working on Pirindu Salava, the pre-production process, um, and and it, it got delayed. Like some of the, uh, I mean, one of the actors uh, he couldn't uh, make it for shoot at the time, mm-hmm. so we had to put it on hold. I was okay. like, okay, while we are waiting for him, let's make something else. So I wanted to make something that would shock people. So I was thinking a simple storyline, maybe a cliched one, like when people watch in the beginning, mm-hmm. I know what is going to happen. Like it's such a lame story. 
a father want to get his uh, daughter something special for her birthday and then make it something shocking like uh, the tree should be hor- horrifying <laughs> so that's how that happened actually <laughs> so the cast for all of your movies and then like do you actually put out like a ad for Pirin the Salava yes we had an advertisement on our social media page facebook page and everything mm-hmm. and we had an audition uh, so we we selected uh, two people uh, as if you have watched the movie you, you know who they are yeah so we selected them for the movie for pasi mm-hmm. uh, for pasi the the man who acted as the father is govin vale actually he's govin vale oh that is so, govin vale so uh, actually we had someone else in mind Uh, uh-huh. but unfortunately he couldn't make it uh-huh. at the last minute i was like uh, go in why don't you just do it you know i think you'd be perfect for the for the character because uh, he's kind of tall and you know he had that a body build so i was like okay you do it and he he was happy to do it and uh, the uh, the girls i mean the woman mm-hmm. and the little girl they actually mother and daughter okay and uh, yeah it's uh, the the house that we shot uh, that's actually their house Oh okay. And uh, they are actually from a yeah, they actually from a family of dancers. Oh okay. The the mom, dad, all the daughters and sons, they're all dancers actually. Very 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 good dancers. So I I've seen them perform uh, before and uh I know the father mm-hmm. and uh we talked and I said I would like them to act in my movie and he was very happy about it. What and, about the guy who yeah. got eaten? Oh his name is Gopal he is from uh, Sungai Petani uh-huh. uh uh he attended an audition we had many years ago okay uh for a project that didn't happen mm-hmm. but i really like his performance and he is a very good actor he has acted in uh, any short movies and he has directed his own short movies actually uh-huh. and uh i approached him because i seen him acting before so i said i think you'd be perfect for this uh, role and he asked me for the story I told him and he was like yes I love it <laughs> he was a really good yes. actor in a movie do you always have a uh, production partners and media partners what are their functions actually okay um i see like for example uh, myself uh, i'm under madman studios mm-hmm. uh, under madman studios there are three of us myself govinville and uh, tarbin raj okay so this is our production company So sometimes when we make a movie we, when we make a project we need help from other people who have their own production team or production companies mm-hmm. so when we work together uh we call them production partners i so see like for okay. example if you watch a movie or my movies team management studios presents in association with you see whatever production company mm-hmm. so they means they helped us make this movie media partner um so their media so for example uh, there are a lot of uh, online media right now uh, they have their own uh, uh, facebook page uh, social media and everything so whenever we want to release a movie they will help us promote uh, our our product or our projects on their social uh, media on their platforms so they are our media partners because they're helping us promote so like for example if talking to a sane your podcast yeah. like maybe in the future you you want to you know help us promote on your podcast talk about us so you will be our media partner and we will have your logo in our movie if you special thanks and everything 
you know, I always wanted to be in a movie and me being this, uh, you know, guy who stammers, I'm pretty sure I can't <laughs> act. <laughs> but in some oh, way, you, can, you, know, you can work something out, no problem. <laughs> actually, I don't mind, you know, if, if you have a role, please do. If, if you need a guy who stammers around, please, you know who to look for. <laughs> sure, sure, definitely. <laughs> so, can you tell me, Anna, like, what movie is your all-time favorite so far? I remember when I was uh, 12 years old, I watched a movie called Independence Day. Mm-hmm. And I really loved the movie so much. I went, I, I remember who I watched it with. I went to the cinema with my friend and his mother. And uh, I was uh, 12 years old, instead of six. And after watching the movie, I was like blown away with all the actions and the visuals and the, and the storyline. And I was like, oh, this is the best movie ever. And then uh, in 2007, I watched a movie called The Dark Knight, uh-huh. a movie by Christopher Nolan. And I decided after watching the movie that this is, this is the top uh, in my list. Like, this is the best movie I've ever watched, even better than Independence Day. I decided that Independence Day was going to be number two and The Dark Knight is going to be <laughs> number one. I, I just love the movie. Uh, people have asked me, why, why is that your favorite movie? But I don't know, like for me, it's a perfect movie, you know, the, the visuals, the cinematography, the acting, the storyline, the music, everything just came together nicely and it gave me a feel of this, this is uh, the best movie that I've ever watched. Do you think yeah. Ben Affleck portrayed Batman better than the previous actor? I wouldn't say better because uh, they... They're both uh, different kinds of actors. Uh, Christian Bale was, his, uh, you know, he has his own, uh, his, uh, he, I don't know, what, what do you call it, a method actor? Uh, I think he's a method actor, so he, he changes his voice and everything. He's a more realistic uh, Batman. That's how Christopher Nolan wanted him to be. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck, you know, he, 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 uh, he and he, the director, Zack Snyder, he, I think they wanted to come up with something else, something more, you know, Zack Snyder likes to create not, not very realistic world. He has his own fantasy world and everything. Uh, I wouldn't say better, but different. But I prefer Christian Bale. Because personally, I don't like Ben Affleck because I have never seen the guy smile. Oh. No, no, no <laughs> okay. matter whatever it is in any interviews or anything at all, I've never seen the guy smile. You know, the guy is just rigid, you know, the whole time, you know. You can, you can okay. never see an emotion in this guy's face, you know. And Christian Bale, he portrays the character like he actually goes through it where he actually like, you know, loses weight and then he builds yeah. up his body. You know, so uh, in that way, I, I get it why you feel. But okay, so what about Joker? Heath Ledger versus uh, Hawkwind? Phoenix? Is oh, that Joaquin how? Phoenix. Yes. Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. Joaquin. Joaquin, yeah. yeah. Joaquin, yeah. So, uh, I watched Joker and I really loved uh, Joaquin Phoenix's performance. Uh, you know, he won the best actor for the Oscars. But personally, I feel uh, Heath, Ledger, Heath Ledger's performance or portrayal of the Joker was better because, you know, whenever you, you, when you think Batman and Joker, Joker is evil you know this evil kind of guy who, mm-hmm. who does uh, commits violence commits crimes for no reason he's just a psycho yeah he's you know? a person so that I, you can't reason with yes correct 
and i think he's ledger he he did it perfectly you know joker is actually the movie joker is something different the, the joker in the movie joker is is uh, you know more uh, more grounded more realistic kind of uh, movie mm-hmm. so his performance was good in phoenix it was excellent brilliant but i prefer uh, heath ledger's joker i always wanted to ask someone where this, this is something which i really don't like about hollywood where they restart a sequel again and again and again like for example spider-man there's been three sequels like uh, uh yeah. first guy second guy and then there's a new guy same thing with superman what are your thoughts on that <laughs> well from what i've read uh, and heard it's all business it's all about uh, money for them you know they they have like for example spider-man they've done three and then they feel like you know we can use spider-man to make money again so so they they did the second one with uh, what's his name um, andrew garfield mm-hmm. so uh, the first two uh, were done and i think uh, they felt like it wasn't really working they wanted the to make studio, more money lah yeah they wanted to make more money so they had to shut down and they restarted it again with uh, the, uh, with, with what's his name um, tom holland Yeah, so it's all it's all business for them. It's all uh, you know money, which makes sense. You know they're they're a big company. They're all trying to make money, so they look at it in terms of business. I've heard there are movies that have actually gone into production, greenlit all the way. They're done, and after they're done, when the studio is actually watching the movie, they just decide to scrap the whole movie. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Though? Yeah, uh, some projects, uh, you know, it happened that way because. I, I think they they didn't uh, uh, maybe there's no proper communication between the producers and the director. So the director went on and made his own version of the movie. Then when he's done, then the producers or the executive producers they watch it and they're like, no, this is not what I wanted, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're like, no, I, I'm not going to release this. This is not going to make money, or this is going to ruin our uh, reputation or something like that. Uh, I don't know if uh, this happened recently with the Tamil movie. Um, do you know the movie Aditya Varma? I've heard about it. Yeah, actually, the original was uh, not Tamil. It's a remake, actually. Oh really? So they hired, uh, yeah. So they hired a director called Bala. Mm-hmm. So the producers uh, they said, okay, you make this movie, and uh, he made the movie in his own style and everything. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the the producers watched it and they said, we don't like it. Can you please change this and this and this for us? Mm-hmm. And the director said, "No, I will not change it." And the producers are like, "Great, you're fired. We're going to remake the movie again." Oh, so whatever he shot is now in the dustbin. That's that's actually money wasted, time wasted, energy wasted. And they remade the movie again with a different director. They actually are willing to do that just to yes. take care of their brand name. Right. I, but I've seen a lot of bad movies that are still published, though. Like, for example, there was recently a, a movie that my wife was watching. My wife watches really weird movies. Like, it, it doesn't matter if it's bad or what; she just watches it. So it's a horror okay. movie, and eh? I'll tell you the story. Okay. You, you try to see if the story makes sense to you or not. So there's a woman who's having an affair with a doctor's husband. Okay, so they had a baby. So this woman takes the baby to the doctor's. office to actually uh, for medical checkup and then the doctor finds out that the baby is actually her husband's baby so the doctor kills the mother the baby gets adopted by another family 
Okay. So okay. somehow the girl grows up nearby the place where the mother dies. So there's a boy who lives in that house where the mother got killed. So the mother possesses her own daughter, kills the boyfriend, and then the daughter has to go to prison. <laughs> Dude, so so there, there are movies out there that, that are really like that bad, you know. So this is one thing which I don't understand where, how come those are greenlit, but you know, just because a director and then a producer's vision don't match, they, they decide to, you know, just scrap the whole movie. Because sometimes, uh, I, I don't know, maybe, uh, I'm not sure what movie this is, but... Uh, I'll get you the some... name. I'll get you the <laughs> okay. name. You should watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> some movies, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, you know, they, they don't, they're not intended for the cinema. Maybe they're just straight to uh, cable, you know, straight to TV movies. So when it, when it goes straight to TV or, or Netflix, or whatever, they don't care about making money because it's already going to TV, like people are going to watch it. It's already there. It's going to be there. You know? So sometimes they just need content. Like they just want to put content or put the movies uh, in their uh, channel, on the channel or, or streaming service so that there's something for people to watch. Ah, so it's just bulk. It's not quality. Yes, yes. Correct. Ah, I see. Okay, okay. Now, now I get it. I wanted to ask you, Anna, you as a director, which director has inspired you the most? Well, the first one would be uh, my, in my uh, younger days, with Steven Spielberg. You know, I watched his movie like uh, movies like Indiana Jones and mm-hmm. Jurassic Park, and you know, I liked uh, how he made those movies, those uh, uh, fantasy adventure kind of movies. Um, and then as I grew a little older, uh, in 1999, I watched a movie called The Sixth Sense. Oh, yeah. And it was a horror movie by M. Night Shyamalan. And I really, it became like my favorite horror movie ever. <laughs> okay. And the, the, the twist at the end, I think he inspired me to, to you know, be obsessed about having surprise ending or twist endings at the end of my, my movies. Just to shatter people's mind at the end. <laughs> yes, yes, correct. And he, he kind of inspired me to to start writing scripts. It was after that movie that I think I started uh, studying how to uh, write scripts, write screenplays. And then later on, I think uh, I'm very inspired by the works of uh, Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. I, like, I like that his movies are always cinematic. His, sto- his stories are obviously uh, amazing. Uh, they're very unique but I like how he makes his movie in a very cinematic way you know it's like he makes movies specifically for cinema like if you want to watch his movies you should watch it uh, at the cinema ah, I see okay yeah and uh, if you go to Tamil movies I like uh, Mani Ratnam very much who is this one guy that you know the there's this one guy who who looks drunk all the time this uh, one Indian director and he acts in his movies as well. Uh, what's that guy's? These guys' okay. movies, I completely hate them. I don't know, but, but I want to get, get your thought on... Uh, Who is that? Wait, I know, I'm, I'm trying to get this... Okay. Uh, um, oh, yeah. S.J. Surya. Oh, S.J. Surya. Okay. Do you like his movies? Okay. Uh, 
some of them not not all of them he has his own uh, fan base like he you know he's he's he has a unique on screen uh, persona personality you know, when people watch him on screen he he has a different kind of character so it's fun to watch sometimes depends on on what kind of character he's playing but he was very good in this movie called the uh, movie released a few years ago uh e iravi iravi i don't know if you know. iravi yes it's a movie by uh kartik subaraj oh no i haven't watched it right. ah okay he was he was very good in that it was a good movie for him so i depends on the director who chooses him that is in the movies but the movie that he directed yeah i i like some of them but you hate him is it <laughs> oh i i hate the guy like iravi he acts with uh this uh what's this guy's Vijay name Sedubadi. yeah which which is Sedubadi is actually a very good actor yes, i yes. got to say what's the what's the best tamil movie that you would recommend people to watch best tamil movie uh for me if you ask me my all time favorite tamil movie i don't know why but i i like muttu very much okay yeah that that's a all time yeah. all time yeah. movie for all <laughs> indian <laughs> people <laughs> for me for me that's like the perfect the movie you know it has everything like you can watch it hundreds of times you won't get bored uh but besides that i i like uh, talabati very much that was my first tamil movie in the cinema i remember watching it with my party with my grandpa uh huh like when i think about it now you know talabati was a gangster movie yeah and i was i said in my in the cinema with my grandma watching it <laughs> at the time i think it was uh, 1991 1992 yeah it was awesome i loved the movie the best tamil movie so far that i have watched that i feel that i personally like was uh, yenne pol oruvan yenne pol oruvan oh one pol oruvan Onepoluruvan is with the with Kamalasan 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 Onepoluruvan Ah yes yes I think the reason why I like that movie is cause there's no songs where people don't just suddenly break out and you know there's this the background ah. dancers suddenly they come and appear and yes, they, yes. everybody dance in in sync you know <laughs> which never makes sense <laughs> Yeah If you ever had a chance to direct a Tamil movie and will you ever have songs in your movie where people break out and dance suddenly I think so far i mean i have had ideas uh, tamil um to make a full feature tamil movie and mm-hmm. so far i've never had the desire or the urge to include dance sequences <laughs> maybe maybe songs you know but yeah but more to like situational songs not like yeah. like you say people suddenly breaking out in dance maybe not like that yeah i won't i don't think so i would do that <laughs> like what do you think about tamil movie fight scenes and all I think they're the same. All the movies, the same. At the end, the hero and the villain will be fighting in a in a factory somewhere, in an abandoned factory or in a deserted place. There's a, or in an old building somewhere. Yeah, uh, unique fighting scenes. I don't know. I don't know. Let me see. I can't think of any. Like, I always have this problem. Whenever I watch a Tamil movie, the movie is good, and but the climax is like. I've seen this. Uh, yeah, it's usually the same climax yeah. again. Even again. one Nepal Urwan, it's the same climax. You know, same thing again. Where where you expect, you know, he's the hero and he does something and he never gets fucked over. Yes, yes, correct. Yeah, like Super Deluxe I, is a it's a it's a movie where I feel it's a bit different, 
where there's a lot of oh. stories that, that, that come in together to portray what ends, which is unexpected, which I feel was a really good movie. Unfortunately, I, I have not got a chance to watch it yet. But I oh. will watch it. I want you to watch it. <laughs> you should, you should. So, Anep, do you have any advice for the young movie directors out there, like young filmmakers, independent filmmakers like you? Uh, I I don't know if I'm qualified to give advice, uh, but I I can share a few things that I've learned uh, in my many years as, a, as an independent filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe what they can do is, uh, you know, they they should learn learn the the, the craft you know, instead of uh, you know, the passion is important, but uh, passion is not enough to make good movies. Uh, they should learn how to do it properly. They they should learn the proper skills. Uh, if they want to write a script, they should learn how to write it in the correct format. How to write uh, scenes, how to connect the scenes together. Uh, if they want to become a movie director, they should learn what directing is, you know, what, it, what is framing, what is blocking and all that. So I think learning the craft is very important. Um, and um, I think they should, uh, you know, it's important. When I, was, when I started, I didn't have the proper team. You know, I, I was always, trying to do things by myself alone. I, I didn't think about getting, uh, you know, working as a team because mm-hmm. in film, in filmmaking, it's not a one man show. It, it's, it's a teamwork. It's teamwork. So you need a, a team who can work with you. Like myself, I, I, I'm very uh, uh, lucky to have uh, Govinville and also Tarmin Raj as my partners in my production company. Mm-hmm. Um, and we share the same vision. We communicate well with each other. We have the same uh, passion and desires. Um, so it's it's important to have uh, a team that uh, shares the same ideas, uh, same vision, and can communicate well with them. Um, and maybe finally, I say you know, uh, don't give up, no matter what. Uh, don't get, if you're really passionate about filmmaking, then you should keep trying. I've been trying for 20 years. Uh, I'm 36 this year. So it, that's a lot of years. Uh, and I'm still struggling. Hopefully next year I will, you know, be involved in something that is big, you know. But even after all this, yes, yeah, sure. Uh, previously when I was, you know, many years ago, I was like, Ah, you know what? I've had enough. It's not working for me. But it's important to never give up because something might happen. You might meet someone. You know, while you're while you're going through this journey as a filmmaker, you might meet someone who will make things happen for you. Will meet the, the the right team suddenly. Yeah, never give up. So I think yeah, that's all. <laughs> well, I I would like to thank you for actually taking the time to actually join me today and um. By the way, do you have anything to say about the current lockdown with the, with actually, you know what? I, I, I was pretty shocked because I never thought about this where uh, domestic violence is on a high rise actually, you know, because husbands are, <laughs> husbands are at home and then uh, our PM decided to come out and say, you know, don't use <laughs> Dor- Doraemon. So, so do you have any thoughts on that though? Uh, 
well uh what can i say that's that's married life uh, you know you, although you you love you guys uh, you know men and women we, they love each other husband and wife they love each other but they can't uh, stand each other they can't be with them 24 hours <laughs> they, they <laughs> that's the truth la yeah but, it's, it, it, yeah. it's good at a very small do- dosage because you're going to work coming back saturday sunday yes. only but <laughs> when you have it at a high dose <laughs> but actually it's kind of sad also like, because we hear uh, you know news of abuse and everything i mean yeah. normal arguments fight is okay but abuse is too much la. i honest to god i never thought even once that domestic violence will go up when i first heard it on the radio actually you know uh, there these are the hotlines for people who are currently being abused and uh, if neighbors yeah. can help to call in if you see abuse we victims are being abused please do call in i was like no this actually is happening right now like you said lana people are born evil but not say people are born evil people yes. wear a mask but there are times where yes, people's correct. mask comes off yes so, yes that's true i wanted to say that yes <laughs> with that and i thank you so much so much it's a pleasure for for being uh, on your podcast uh, i'm really honored to you know have uh, have this uh, opportunity to talk to you here thank you so much for having me oh yeah actually the honor is all mine and um, please do check out uh, madman studios we have uh, our facebook page madman studios uh, instagram also madman madman.studios and you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel also called Madman Studios. Please do subscribe, give feedbacks. He makes really good movies and you should actually check out Paitia Karan. And people who actually don't understand Tamil yet subtitles in the movie. I and I got to say your subtitles are on point, you know, eh? Amen. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much. I try my best. Subtitling is important because uh, you know when when you're watching a movie in a foreign language, uh the subtitles should shouldn't just reflect the words they are saying but also the emotions you know when you, when you just translate for the sake of translating sometimes you don't get the emotion yeah. that they are so, trying to portray so yeah do you all spend actually a long time on subtitles subtitles uh if if it's a short movie like for example uh, i wrote the subtitle for pyanam in i think in a few hours mm-hmm. yeah because it's a short movie but for Paitya Karan yeah it, it took me a few days actually okay that's, yeah, that's depending that's, on the project that's a huge endeavor again I wanted to end the podcast but I still have questions that I needed to ask <laughs> so sorry and uh, thank you for joining me please uh, subscribe to Madman Studios follow them on Instagram madman.studios and uh, follow their Facebook page Madman Studios I'm your host Luke this is Talking to a Saint bye yo okay and Ayo. Sí. <laughs>